Wow, here we are. It's just me and Carl and Chris this week. Laura's not with us. Good afternoon. Hello. Yes, good afternoon. Chris, you've got something you want to discuss? Yes, so the is NHS. It, is it funny? Uh, maybe we could get it to be funny. Because we've quite, had a laugh the last yeah, few weeks. I think this one's going to be a bit more of a deep one, if oh, I'm okay. honest. I'm sorry for that, but I think it's going to be a bit more of a deep one. It's more just so I can get my anger about... Because it's the NHS. I love the NHS, and I think the NHS is a very, very good system. It's flawed massively, and it needs a bit of an update and some more money put into it. More money, definitely more definitely money. Yes. More money, yeah. But I think it's a fantastic system. However... Recently, a relative of mine had an incident uh, where she passed away. And the surgery that she was with, I'm not going to say anything, but they basically let her down massively. She um, had a tumour that they didn't spot, and she was regularly going back to the doctors uh, for 18 months. Um, And they kept saying that she was anemic and just giving her um, iron tablets, which eventually then left to uh, cirrhosis of the liver. And unfortunately, she passed. They found out about this cancerous tumour three, four days before she died in a hallway in A&E with other people around them. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. She then uh, was admitted into the, into a ward, not her own room. So there was five other people on this ward, two with dementia, one with uh, serious C- CPOD, C- Whatever it is, COPD is COPD. The, the can't breathe lungs issue. Yeah, COPD. So they are, and and you know it was a horrible, traumatic time for the entire family, and they were stuck on a ward with other pa- patients. Couldn't find her a bed anywhere in a, in, a, in their own room, and it's just horrible to watch. Basically, the family go through watching a relative yeah, die in front of their eyes. Uh, the, the the thing I'm annoyed at is the surgery itself. I mean, I can't blame the hospital. At the end of the day, the hospital does what they can do with what they have. And they need, a, especially the, our hospital, it needs an extension. They're, they're building houses everywhere and not, they're building the infrastructure of the hospital. The last 20 years, I think the population in Bridgend have grown up by like 20, 30%. The hospital hasn't changed in the slightest. So I think they really need to update that hospital. But the surgery itself should have picked up on it, should have scanned, gone for more scans, sh- they should have done something, and they've failed her completely. So if she was back and forth to the surgery for 18 months, what was she complaining of? What was the problem? Why was she back and forth? Just because she was losing weight, and she was tired, and, and just general symptoms of something not right. And they kept saying it was anemia. Well, it's the symptoms of anemia, yeah. isn't it? it is, but yeah. one of the main uh, symptoms um, for cancer is being anemic. You become anemic if you've got cancer. Oh, yeah, so they're thinking it's anemia, but not so. They, they, I felt like they were more trying to sort the problem than look for the root cause. Sort of a temporary fix, then. Yeah, so it, it, it doesn't work. You can throw tablets at people all you like, but until you actually find out what the problem is, you're never going to fix it. You're never going to help them. And did they do tests for anemia, or did they make the assumption? From I, I don't know the entire story, but from my understanding, it's pretty much just an assumption. So they, they did, did no they blood did, tests. They did do blood blood tests, um, but no cancer markers came up. But uh, it's not unusual for that to happen. So clearly, something. And they, she did have a lump, a mass in her stomach, um, and or rather than get it scanned and finding out what's going on, they said it was a hernia, and that was it. That's where they left. Well, that's it. the critical misdiagnosis then. Yeah, I would have thought, um, to be fair to my surgery, I would have thought that's the first thing they would have done because the last time I went. Um, 
various tests a few months ago, which I think we've chronicled in, in previous podcasts. Um, she done the old thing with the stethoscope, you know, on, on, on your back and your chest. And she said, oh, I can hear a bit of something in your, in your lungs. Filled out the form and said, go and have a chest x-ray. I haven't beaten and I still got the form in the house. And it's been about two or three months now since I've had this form. There's always a queue up there, which is another problem. Yeah, I haven't got all day to be sitting up there. Um, but the point I'm making is, she sent me for for an X-ray because there's something there that she doesn't know what it is because it's crackling a bit, probably a chest infection or something. She might have, might have thought at the time. So what I can't understand is, like you said, why didn't they, as part of the process, they should have sent her straight up for? Um, yeah, they should have. Being an elderly lady as well, I would think. How old? Uh, it was ballpark, eighty-ish, late eighties. So you'd think, you know, right? Okay, let's let's clear this up. Mm. Even if we're just having an MOT, just just go and have blood, regular blood tests, um, X-rays, the usual stuff, just so we can see anything obvious. Yep. But they don't seem to have done any of that. It was just uh, nope. we've done a couple of blood tests, and well, you'd think that when when a person reaches a certain age, any complaint or ailment has the potential to be much more serious than yeah. if someone sort of young came in and said the same thing. Okay, you w- you still wouldn't treat the two people completely differently. But if a young person complains that they're tired, it could be a multitude of different things. It's very unlikely to be a, a serious thing. Um, obviously, you still don't, you know, flippantly give them treatment. But if someone that age comes in and says, you know, I'm not feeling great, I'm losing weight, generally feel terrible on a daily basis you think that's you know it, it could be anything even the flu can you know seriously hinder people's ability to live when when you reach a certain age so i feel like they should have done a lot more to yeah, i, I to investigate this is the one time where i honestly have said that it's let them down massively the system has actually let them down and it's really out of bang out of order and i i, I hate the idea of suing doctors but this is the one and only time i will advocate it i will say it's a good idea to do it to what end, Chris? I mean, are you trying to get money out of this? Or not you? Not you personally. You no. wouldn't get anything. But I mean, the the, the family, because that's just like, in uh, theory, some people will say, well, that's just taking more money out of the NHS. Having said that, I'm sure they've got huge insurance policies to yeah, cover that. Um, I think, personally, for me, if it was a lot closer to me, I would say that it's more of the letter of a policy, the fact that they missed it. However, at the same time, yeah the money out of it as well i'm sorry but they they messed up and it caused a, a massive amount of grief to that family and it's not going to make any difference really as far as the emotional side goes but it's not going to make it worse either it's got to be more about learning a lesson yeah definitely but, it is yeah because in theory if if there'd be such publicity around it certainly locally that it'd be right okay we can't do that again yeah because you know we need to be Double checking you. If somebody's coming in for something, we can't keep keep saying, "Oh, well, that's got the signs of this, this, and this." Let's try this first. Yeah, yeah, they need. Yeah, I agree. The publicist, that side of it as well, massively so. But I think for the family themselves at the moment, it's just to get a bit of closure on the entire fact that the thing was done. So, what about the hospital side of it then? When she was uh, in a room with others, isn't that the state of things at the moment? Or yeah, the saying earlier on, there's not enough room in the hospitals now to be saying, right, okay, really, you should be in a room on your own, but we just haven't got that availability. Yeah, I, I'm not the hospital itself. I'm not having a go at, so to speak. I'm just saying that I think it needs to get it needs to get bigger. And then the day there is more people here in in this town, 
and they haven't made it bigger at all. And it doesn't just cover Bridgend, it covers all Pencos, Valleys, it, it covers a massive area, and yet no one's doing anything about it. Because one of the issues is, this is ridiculous, on the Sunday morning, A&E was closed because they had no beds. So they closed the A&E department, everyone was being diverted to different hospitals. Morrison Hospital, no, Singleton Hospital, sorry, had 16 ambulances outside waiting to admit patients with no beds. Um, Bridgend Hospital had eight other people in, in ambulances waiting to get into A&E before she turned up and she managed to, she, she was lucky enough to be able to rush right through because of the, how, the severity of it but they have nowhere to put them so the ambulance service is picking people up they've got nowhere to put them, more people are ringing up and it's just not helping they need to do something, they need to start making more beds they need to start making maybe more minor injury units as well. So there's people who are taking up the space because they've cut their finger or something, and it's a little paper cut of just being hypochondriacs. They can go there rather than using a main hospital that needs the space. They need to do something. I'm not smart enough to know what. Sounds like a proper crisis to me. It is. To, to have ambulances queuing outside a hospital, they, then that's keeping them from rushing off to someone with a car accident or heart attack or whatever. Yeah. Well, the uh, paramedics that picked up um, the relative uh, said that they had they do twelve hour shift. They had two jobs in that twelve hours because the rest of the time they were stuck sitting in the hospital waiting for them to be admitted. Jesus, that's worrying. That's terrible. It's like if we have two things to do in twelve hours, that's great for us because it doesn't mean anything. But when it comes to the people who, in a strange way, you'd want to be busy because that means they're saving more lives or helping people get them to where they need to be. For them to be stuck in a an ambulance traffic jam outside of a hospital, mm. that's that's terrifying. It you know, is. It's happened too often as well. It's, it's the, the, the the state of. I mean, the individual staff members other than sometimes doctors, are absolutely fantastic. The nurses are always great and the paramedic staff are always fantastic as well. The one thing I'll say about doctors, as good as they are, they have no bedside manner and they don't know how to empathise with people. They always seem to just natter away in front of you as if you're going to understand everything and they're not actually empathising with you, which is not great. But the staff themselves are fine, but they're understaffed, they're overworked, they have no beds, they have nothing. And yet people criticise the hospital and... The worst thing as well, mind you, is that CP, COPD woman, her family was there and it not eight o'clock is the end of visiting, so you're all meant to go home. We had special circumstances because of the, the thing that was going on. But the family stayed there with her because they said you have to leave and started swearing at the nurses and telling them to fuck off and all sorts. So they just left them there in the end because they had no, what can you do? There's call no the security guards there, no. Call the police. They're, they're just as stuck as everyone else because they've got loads of different calls to go to and they've got to do this, that and the other and they can't do anything. The, a lot of the time, the ambulance service will call the police asking them to go and see a, a patient until they've got an ambulance free. So then they're taken up the entire time until the ambulance comes and releases them. See, this just furthers the argument for the privatisation of the NHS. Would a private healthcare system function more adequately than a publicly funded one 100 percent would but then at the same time yeah it's pros and cons to both yeah i wouldn't want a private healthcare. i'd much rather the idea if i'm if i'm need to go to the a and e sit down for six hours and not have to pay for it than get seen straight away and pay six thousand pounds for it so i don't know how it works in, in america you can have health insurance so 
the insurance you pay on a monthly basis significantly reduces the, quote, excess charge that you would pay for medication or going in to see um, a medical professional. But on the flip side, yeah, you're right. There's no there's no publicly available system for people who are maybe on the lower part of society. They don't have the income needs that they would basically crumb while well, they would yeah. suffer pretty well, significantly. I've read um, a story about a guy in somewhere in America, I don't know where, but he um, ha- he's, he's diabetic. It's $800 for a month's worth of insulin. He's had to take out a second job just for his insulin. Christ, that's more than all my outgoings combined, I think. Yep. I wouldn't, I, I mean, I wouldn't be able to afford 800 quid a month on for insulin. No chance. That's fucking, it's insane. Yeah. And that's, that's I, I, that that to me is what, what well, because the main it's a, reason why the NHS is so good. I know in in, in England just to pay for your prescriptions, don't you? It's only eight months. Yeah. But it's, but it's, quite, it's quite a small amount of money. But, it's fan- it's fantastic that the the system is just that it's flawed at the moment and something needs to change. Someone needs to go in there and change the system completely. And I know people have said to me that I think it's the second, it gets the second amount of m- most money in, in Britain, the NHS system, which is fine. But when you've got 100,000 hospitals, that money goes very quickly. You, you can't just say that that money is going into the NHS. It's going into 100,000 different hospitals, GPs, dental surgeries, physios, all sorts. And that means that there's like a percentage, a very, very small percentage of money actually going into your local town's hospital. What pisses me off the most is that I know that there's a people abusing benefits and the system for that, where that money could go back into the NHS or at least back in to do something else. Do you know what my solution is? If you earn more than £10 million a year, that all that extra money goes into the system internet infrastructure if you are what's the Amazon guy's name Jeff Bezos who's a centre millionaire oh he's like 100 he's worth 100 and something billion yeah oh yeah billion sorry uh, he um, he should have he should be forced to put money back into the system they do they do put a lot mind don't they him and, and uh, Bill Gates they, they may they, excuse me uh, they may they may do <laughs> <laughs> They may too do that, but they may do do. Yeah, they do do. They do 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 do. They do 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 that. But uh, at the end of the day, you've still got a hundred billion pound or dollars in your account. You're never ever going to get anywhere near to spending that. So why don't you take out I don't know, say ninety nine billion of that and put it back into the system? That would solve so many problems. Yeah, he is doing something like that at the moment, isn't he, Jeff Bezos? I think he's putting something like. Three quarters of his billions into charities and all sorts of stuff. Well, Everybody out of his wife because he did lose well, a chunk to it. Yeah, yeah. Every person over a certain amount of money should be forced to put money back into that that, that infrastructure. Well, they do get taxed higher, don't they? There's a much higher tax rate. Yeah, for... There's nothing to them. It's nothing. I mean, uh, footballers. Footballers are very clever, and a lot of people are very clever actually of going off for offshore accounts where they don't get taxed in offshore accounts. The only footballer, from what I understand, in the Premier League right now who pays his taxes because he believes that if you work in that country, you should follow the country's laws, which I respect him for that. He pays £1.2 million in taxes a year, but he makes like £50 million a year. So there's nothing to him. Make it more. If you've got so much money that you never have to worry about anything ever again and you will never, ever, ever spend that much money... Put it back into the system. 
give other people who who are struggling or at least give the the the, the NHSs and the schools and the things that are helping people give it back to them and then that will help and it, the country pr- get better surely then if you're going to do that if you're going to help more people that means that more people are going to buy off you which means you're going to make more money anyway well tax evasion kills publicly funded systems it's like i you know it's a fine balance yes those people have made millions through something that they've made or created and they're entitled to it but if if the law says that they have to pay a certain amount of tax on however much they earn, then they should be obliged to pay that. It, it's, it's a balance, but you don't want to put the taxes too high because that will drive people into other countries with lower tax rates, and then we'll lose even more. But it's the fine balance between finding the right tax bracket for them and making sure there's no loopholes in the system that they can get out of paying that tax. Because otherwise, if they're working, if they're based in the UK and they're making their millions in the UK and they're avoiding paying tax, the rest of us average working citizens who pay the tax suffer then because tax rates will have to go up to accommodate for all these different services. That means we're getting less. That means the UK is getting poorer and poorer and poorer. The wage gap gets stretched. And you've got these one percenters paying no tax on the billions that they make and the rest of the country struggling because, you know, but that's just the way it works. And I think that's why the the gap is getting worse and these yeah. systems are starting to crumble because those rich... Fucking assholes that won't pay their tax. That's that's the thing I'm slightly worried about, mind you, as well. If we go, if we are going into a capitalist market, which we are going into, is it going to be the case that it's going to be a hospital run by Coca Cola? Probably. So you're paying Coca Cola to get, you know, your medicines and stuff. That's there's no there's no ruling then over that. If you privatize it, there is no one to say you're charging too much. You're doing this. You're doing that. They'll do it in schools if they privatize schools. They'll, if Coca-Cola decides they want to invest in a private schooling system, then all they're doing is creating future employees for Coca-Cola. They'll be marketing, they'll be advertising. So it's the balance of, do you want your children to go to a, well, a private school that's funded by a corporation, or do you want them to go to a public school that's underfunded and they probably won't get the same level of education? Yeah. You've got a choice. You've got to dance with the devil or go for public. Horrible. If I mean, if one of these private corporations came in and just started giving money to the NHS, but left it running as a as an NHS as a public thing, brilliant. That's fine. But that's never going to happen because they're not going to make any money off that, even though they make plenty of money off well people every day. These people's a psychopath. They won't. If they're investing their money in something, they want a return. Whether that means advertising for their products. So if Coca Cola bought all the hospitals in the UK, you can guarantee. There's going to be propaganda for them plastered all over the news, all over the hospitals, all over society. And then what's... Well, they're a corporation, aren't they? It's their job to make money. If you don't actively make an effort to make money for that company, that's a crime. You go to prison. For the best interest of the company, you have to make sure you know you're running it properly, and it's yeah, uh, I agree. But it's making money. Surely, if you're making say a hundred million pound a year profit, and you decide I'm going to put five million pound of that into an NHS system where I know that those people that I'm helping are probably going to go out and buy my product anyway, so I'll probably make more money. Does that make sense? No. If you're making a hundred million pound a year. Profit, yeah. just just clean profit. Yeah, no, I'm saying if they're going to invest five million, it's they're not going to get that back. Are they five million in in pe- people are either going to buy the product or they're not. 
just because they've invested if, five million in a hotel. They say, if they say, the, uh, hospital, you, I mean, not hotel. Yeah. If they say that the the you know this this and they will they will advertise in the fact that we've helped you for no cost. People are going to go. Oh, they're a good guy. I'll go and yeah. They'll market themselves as a good guy. They'll mm. say we made a hundred thousand pounds last year. X percent of that was reinvested into your local healthcare system, and they'll advertise themselves as looking out for the people. They're probably not. Someone in their marketing team has gone. If we invest a little bit of money into the NHS, people will think that we We're people will look you. out at us as like a beacon of society and they'll probably be more inclined to buy our product in the market because we're giving them a little bit back extra for free. They don't care about the people. It's just a market employee. It's just our healthcare system then benefit from whatever they deemed that would be because, you know, they're obviously reinvesting the money. So you could sort of see that, but most companies would go, well, why waste five million pound on that when they can reinvest it somewhere else? It's 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 sort of a, it's a thing that you'd have to sit down and really you'd have to have some nutcase to evaluate the fact of, do you want to give money to the NHS as a marketing scheme or do you want to invest it somewhere else? Whichever one, whichever way gets them the most buys or clicks or view or whatever their business is. It's also short-term as well. They never look long-term. They always think, what's the easiest way to make the quickest amount of money and the largest amount of money? That's why the economy keeps failing all the time. Not think, if I invest, then those people will pay me back in a longer time. There's very few companies that last a long time that make long-term decisions. Apple seem to be pretty good at making long-term decisions. They're not very good at investing their money. They're one of the companies that was caught out mm. for having offshore accounts. I'm sure most, Google, most of the big companies, well, yeah. Google was. Um, I don't know what happened with Bill Gates because I know he does invest a lot of his money. Well, I know he did a few years ago, didn't he? He had 98% of all his earnings went into uh, trying to eradicate polio in third world countries, and he did it. There's like loads of third world countries that have the polio disease is done because of him. But in about, about 2%, he was still a billionaire. Yeah, but in six months or something, he made it all back. So why, why, why don't you just like... And I mean, he's, he's an American, and the American health system is awful. Why doesn't he use that to help his own country Rather than, I know it sounds really Even bad. Even half of that would help. Yeah, I, I know it sounds bad and we should be looking after everyone in this world, but until we look after ourselves, how can you look after anyone else? So all that money should be going back into your own infrastructure to help the people and make America great again and then help the rest of the world. You can't... We need more people like Bill Gates. Not everyone in this world is going to be a billionaire. So when you... when like. How much does hundreds of billions? I mean, do you? What can you even do with that? It's unbelievable. So the problem is to get to to be a billionaire, you've got to have a certain mentality, and unfortunately, that mentality is not. It's mutually exclusive with sort of empathy and the ability to give back to society. So these people make billions and billions and billions and billions, and all they want to do then is make more more and more money it's never enough to satisfy them and at no point does the rest of society come into that equation they just use us to propel their business further along where you need people like bill gates to come in and go i've become a billionaire my product is great it's used pretty much practically in probably every home in the world i've made 70 80 billion i almost feel obligated to help the people that can't help themselves if every billionaire was like that, oh, this place would be so much better. This place would be yeah, a I agree. paradise. 
all that money that they're not using, because face it, who the hell can use 140 billion? I know it's probably a combination of assets and different things, but Jesus Christ. So if all those, if they reinvested that back into the countries where their business was located, who knows? And instead of buying that fifth sports car, just keep tier four. Well, that's the whole thing about universal income is that if you give people, let's say you give every uh, every citizen of the UK £2,000 a month, somehow that money would go back into the economy because who the hell is going to sit on £2,000 every month? You'd go off, maybe with that £2,000, you could get private healthcare vouchers, private schooling vouchers. Maybe you could, you'd probably buy something with it. Therefore, the money goes back into society and then does whatever and then it just comes back out as 2000 yeah. the next month you know there is a there's logic to it but i think the problem with that is then you've got the corporations that would be taking that money yeah. and not giving it back so yeah they, they you might be putting a thousand pound back in or you get two thousand pounds you put a thousand pound back in and the corporations then taking you'd have thousands. to ta- the corporations would be taxed heavily for that to happen anyway and i don't think they'd be willing oh, God, no. to do that so it, it's a, it's a very difficult thing the nhs i feel sorry for the staff they're the ones that are overworked, under, overworked, underpaid, and you know these things happen all the time. And it's is it because we're working them too hard? People make mistakes. How can people work like twenty four hour shifts in A and E and not make mistakes? The stress that those people are under it's unbelievable. Uh, can I just ask a question here? If um, if you were to get an investor at the NHS, you'd still have to have some sort of ethics board to decide who that investor is going to be. Now, it would have to be suitable. You couldn't have something like, and I bring this up because there's a tin of it in front of us, you couldn't have monster energy drinks doing it because that's full of caffeine, so all that'll do is make you hyperactive and keep you awake. There's yeah. nothing healthy about it. Yeah. So you could, that sort of conflicts with the fact that it's a hospital and it's a national health service. So you'd have to be picking and choosing about what... It'd probably be a pharmaceutical company of some kind. Yeah, I guess. But then the trouble with that is... Push pills on you. Yeah, there's too many conflicting... Um, I, I don't know what word I'm looking for conflict there. Conflict of interest. Yeah, conflict of interest there. Yeah, about, yeah. well, you know, we, we're, we're sponsoring, we've we've invested in this hospital, so you need to use our brand. Well, when you look at the relationships, you can, like, Monster Energy support the UFC, I think. When you think about it, yeah, Monster Energy, UFC, you can sort of see that they drink it and it gives them energy or whatever it is. You can sort of see the correlation. But yeah, if Monster started sponsoring the NHS, you can clearly see that they have they don't care about the people. They're just looking to push their product. Because why else would they invest in the NHS to not further themselves as a business? But I can't think of many companies that could invest without propelling their own interests at the same time. I, I don't know how to word this at all. So the biggest thing for any company is people as the public they need them on board otherwise the company won't work unless they i mean you can have make loads of money but if you haven't got your your, your customer happy then eventually you'll die because you haven't got any customers that are happy and want to go back to you so the idea of say monster take uh, being sponsored or sponsoring the hospital i don't think it would be for the actual product itself it'd be for public image so you would be doing it to show that we are the good guys. We're helping you. We do sell this product. It's up to you if you buy or not, but we are the good guys. And then what you would have is the people who would normally buy Red Bull or Relentless go, they're putting money back into my infrastructure. I'll buy a monster instead of a Relentless. So you're not targeting new customers. 
you're targeting the customers that aren't buying your product but already buy energy drinks. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. It does, I, but I'm not sure if it, it would affect me at all. I, I don't know if not, I would not, turn around. If I don't want to drink something, I'm just not going to drink it. It's not aimed I? at you. It's not aimed at you. You're going to you're gonna look at it and go, oh, that's really good of them, but I don't drink caffeine or I don't drink energy drinks, so I, what, it's not going to bother me. What they're looking at is people like me. I don't want guitar lessons. <laughs> what they're looking at are people like me who do drink energy drinks and people like UFC fans who do drink energy drinks. They'll be looking at them and going, right, okay, they're, they, they, they're buying, like, say, Relentless is taking up so much of the market. If we look like the good guys and we're helping that con- that town in some way, shape, way, shape, or form, they're more likely to come and sponsor us and buy our products because they know it goes back to help them. So they're trying. So what you would do, essentially, is you wouldn't want to get new customers. If you do, happy days, but you're not looking for the new customer. You're looking for the the, the already energy-drinking customer and changing their mind to drink a monster rather than relentless. It's an empathetic marketing campaign. They want, they're using the NHS as a way to convince society that they're the good guys by investing in the hospitals. At the moment, most of their marketing schemes are done completely differently. They don't invest money in businesses or at least i don't think they do it's usually spent on trying to make their product on in the market appear better than anyone else's so you know like when you're selling cars you generally talk about the speed the reliability you wouldn't invest in a in a comp you wouldn't just make a, a new car to say yes you know it's the same as the other ones but then you use some of that money to reinvest in that particular country and use that as a basis for your marketing campaign rather than just spending all that money marketing the car, you're you, doing it that way. You divide it. So you still market your the, the fact that you... See, what you might do is, you know, do an advert for cars, exactly the same, and then at the end going, helping your community through our car funds or something like that. So you would only maybe just do it very briefly. So everyone knows what they're doing, but it's so subtle that it's manipulating you into thinking that you're by doing what you're doing is helping it. Really, they're only putting a small percentage of what you're giving back to them. So they're making more money because you're thinking, well, if I do this, it helps me as well. Most companies could do that now. They could invest hundreds of millions into the NHS and then use that to convince people that they're spending their money for the betterment of themselves and everyone else. They just don't want to spend the money. It's basically sponsorship. If you look at football, football is, is and Formula One, and any sort of sport, it's all based on sportsmen. It's all based on sponsorship. So Adidas um, does the Football World Cup, and they pay out a certain amount of money to the Football Cup World Cup winners, but they're all sponsored by Adidas. It's the same type of principle. You're not, you, you just sponsor the hospital. And by, by putting, by, by Adidas saying, well, we sponsor, um, football more people who are football fans are going to go to adidas rather than nike because it's pushed in front of your face and they're not marketing people like you they're marketing to the people who are watching the world cup and even if you only watch one or two games and you're not a massive football fan the next time you go to somewhere and say i need some sportswear adidas is going to be the first thing that comes to your head not nike and that's the idea if you sponsor the nhs you're going to be making money but helping everyone else at the same time. And by helping everyone else, you're going to be getting them to spend more money. So all we need is these companies, rather than to actually just take over the ownership of um, a hospital or a school or whatever, it's just to sponsor them. Even if it's just a small part, like if they bought 
like for us locally, even if like a company came in and said, right, we're going to build a new wing for the hospital. We're just going to donate money. We're going to build a wing. And then they basically, that's, that's that. Like people pay hundreds of millions to advertise themselves during the Super Bowl. That's what they're doing. They're just doing it. It's just a different way of marketing it rather than paying money to advertise it during a certain point of time where everyone's looking. It's doing it in a more community focused way. So you'll say, right, I'll buy a hospital wing out of the company proceeds. The company will then go, well, our thing into this is that we're going to we're gonna market the shit out of that. Every advert we've got, you know, helping you build the community, we've working with blah, blah, blah hospital to build a new wing for A&E or whatever it is for all the locals. And then they would just use that to propel themselves if, to overcome the competition. If you market it correctly, you could fucking make loads of money out of it without... Without people even realizing that how much more money they're putting into it, and the other thing as well, what you've just you got to have a good product to back up. The, the, th- the other thing you could do as well, mind you, is raise the price of that product. If you say, if 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 again, we're going to use Monster as an example. If Monster said twenty five p of every can sold goes back into the NHS, it's not much, but considering the amount of cans that they sell a day, probably quite a lot. If you know that twenty five p is going to go back into that, you're like, oh, that's only twenty five p. And I know it'll help me at well, some point. Domino's do that now. If you order a pizza online, they round it up to charity. Yeah, I know, slightly different to charities. Yeah. But if they did the same with the NHS, for example, to say, right, um, your online order comes to like £20 and 45p, donate 55p to round it off to a nice number to the NHS or something. If there was some sort of system like that where... They did a little thing like that where you can donate a small amount to get people interested. Yeah, it would do. It would make a lot. Yeah, and I think and, and the, it's about public. Pers- I can't say the word I'm looking for. Perception. That's the one. And at the end of the day, if your company is looking like they're doing something good, the chances are people are going to go like, "I'd rather spend my more money on a company that's doing good." than a company that's doing bad. Well, people are all over that these days. Fair trade is huge. People are more happy to spend money on a fair, expensive money, more money on expensive coffee because it's fair trade and go for a cheaper coffee when it's not. Yeah. People will do it. Younger generation, well, climate control, the the environment, equality, it would would certainly go down well. Yeah. So basically what we're saying is Companies need to start sponsoring the government. We need more money in the NHS, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's the big one. Summing that up, I think you're right. It, it's we we said from the start we need more money in the NHS because it's failing. Mm. It's failing the public and the needs of the public. Um, investment, I don't think, was the way to go. But sponsorship, sponsorship, I think, is definitely the way to go because they don't own anything, so they've got no say in anything as such. Yeah. Depending on what they sign up to the contract initially. Um, but you know that's for the lawyers to decide. Well, they'll plaster the hospital with their company's logo. But that's fine. I was going to say that's, that's absolutely fine. If you walk in, like it's Costa up there at the moment. If you walked in, it became a monster place, and they were selling coffees and cakes and stuff. You wouldn't care. It's the same thing. It's just the case of as monster rather than Costa. Yeah. yeah. So if they call the Ebergen Hospital, what is it now? Princess of Wales. Princess of Monster. Princess. Yeah, the Monster of Wales. <laughs> <laughs> to Off be fair, the... <laughs> I don't care what the hospital is called. If I get stabbed, it could be called. Coca-Cola Monster McDonald's Hospital. As long as I get the treatment I need with the money that's been invested. Yeah. Just, yeah. You want to know there's a bed available on the Viagra ward? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If they serve me a Coca-Cola while I'm bleeding to death, I don't mind. Just 
sort me out. And, and, and for the most part, I think when it comes to healthcare, people would probably be willing to have a little leeway if, if you know, uh-huh. Monster or Coca-Cola did sponsor hospitals and they were plastered with paraphernalia. It's like, well, do you really care that much about it where the critical moment counts where someone you love has their life saved because of the money that was invested into the hospital. Do you really care what it's fucking called you don't. at the end of the day? And the chances are they'll probably call it Princess of Wales sponsored by... Yeah, there'd be some sort of... It wouldn't be ever like... Because you don't, you don't say uh, Chevrolet United. It's Man- Manchester United sponsored by Chevrolet. Yeah. So the chances are you just have it sponsored even by... Even when they announced the Champions League, Champions League sponsored by... I'm still or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like six different companies after yeah. that one. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's all it would be. And it, the money that would fly through is incredible. And I, I think it's the only way I can see really going. Okay, I agree. I'm going to call this to an end now. And, and me and Chris have agreed on something. Oh my God, what's going on Do you ever think this would ever the, happen? Is this the Twilight Zone? I'm going to go buy lottery tickets now. Can we record this part as well? I might change my mind and actually... Cut that out, Chris. Give it to the evidence. Yeah, yeah. But there we are. We fixed the NHS. Um, we should sign sponsorship deals. Absolutely. Sounds good, good to me. One should sponsor this podcast as well. Yes, that'd be nice. Yeah, some we big need company for stuff. Uh, and need to sponsor our podcast on Patreon. So the March World Podcast brought to you by Nita. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's quite good. <laughs> nice one. All right, thanks, both. Thank Cheers, you. all. Cheers. Ciao.